about to start so pop those headphones in and let Sophia style radio to keep you company. For show notes, updates and free resources, be sure to join our email community. Here is how. Simply email our studio on hello at sophiaandi.co.uk or find us on Facebook pages Search for Sophia Style Radio. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. Sleep on my dad, we can sleep on my dad, you can sleep in my bed, we can sleep on my dad. 
Hello and welcome to our weekly show. I'm Anya and I am super excited as always to be here to keep you company for the next hour or so. And what an exciting week it has been for me, for our guest hosts, and we hope that you enjoyed um, the extra new shows that we had planned for you during this week. We had Natural Solutions show with Rachel CK and she did so wonderfully and I cannot wait for her to introduce us all to new inspiring guests every Monday at 10 a.m. So get those reminders in and tune into that show as well. We were also full steam ahead and we're back from our summer break and all our shows are resumed as normal this week. So I hope you've been following them as well. And another thing, and I had fun reliving all the shows and I've added past shows on our podcast. So if you search us on anchor.fm forward slash Sophia Style Radio, you will see that there are past shows keep popping up for you to listen at your own pleasure. So how are you? How has your week been for you? Our kids are back to school and we're back to what we call our, our new normal. So I hope you had a good one and you can spare an hour or so this lunchtime to join me. On today's show, we are putting on our positive pants and Claire was talking about positively empowering our kids. And another guest, which is Lauren Malone, and she's talking about her experience of expecting her first child and deciding to start a business at the same time. So we'll be listening to her experience. We will also have another chapter from Marie Rowe from Coventry to Hollywood. Catch up with a story so far. You can tune in in her own show right here on Sophia Style Radio on Sundays at 8pm. So you can catch up with all the episodes and get yourself up to speed. So top up those drinks, get the headphones in and have us in the background. And we are kicking off with a lovely new artist. So I hope you enjoy it. Open your eyes Just one more 
Pop over to our Facebook page, search Sophia Style Radio. Here on Sophia Style Radio, we pride ourselves on finding the best female artists around. 
And we're not just talking solo artists. We also have some bands that are led by female vocalists. And this particular one is the Coral Cross Band. And this song is Selfish Ways. And I hope you enjoyed it. So listen out for more of the songs from the Coral Cross Band as well. And of course, I will put all the new artist information on our Facebook page, Sophia Style Radio. So pop on there and search for the artist and then listen to more and more of them. So let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Claire and I have two businesses and everything I do is all around positivity for children and families. So I have positive pants, which is all about putting on your positive pants to start your day with a positive mindset. Um, so a really fun and quirky business, lots of creativity going on for children. And then I also have an award winning social enterprise, which is called Positively Empowered Kids. Um, which is, um, you know, covering nationwide at the moment and helping to support families, educators, children, whole spectrum of um, anyone involved with children really. Wonderful and it's so great especially this time where we are approaching September um, and the kids are going back to school and there's so much uncertainty for, for kids and parents as well. Is there any sort of top tips that you can maybe um, empower and make parents and kids think positive as well? Is there any sort of quick things that we could try? Claire? Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's there's so many different things and, and every family is unique of how they're feeling. Um, I guess the key thing for parents um, would be to say to lead by example. Um, obviously, it's a worrying time for you as well. Um, but if you're expressing those worries, your children will pick up on that and they'll become worried about things that they don't even really know about or that they don't really need to be concerned about. Um, so one of my tips for parents and to kind of, you know, combat that slightly um, is to be prepared. And I know that's not in everyone's nature and it sounds really, really simple. But, you know, often we do. We're so busy in life that, you know, we might get a communication from the school. Um, we might not be able to um, make the time to read that newsletter or to get the shopping done or whatever it might be. Um, but just quite simply, if you can just make some time to do those things so that on the day morning of going back to school, you're not suddenly going, oh, my goodness, I didn't realise they needed that today. And you're panicking, you're passing that pressure onto your children and then they're worrying about it. Um, and if you can get them involved as well, you know, get them choosing a new lunchbox if you can or their water bottles, just just empowering them to have some responsibility in the process um, and to actually enjoy it. So that's where I would start with. Um, but obviously there, there are loads more things that I could say and um, lots of activities that you can do with your children as well. And then Claire, just um, let us know, I know you've mentioned you've got another business, so you've got your positive pants, which is obviously just to charge you for the day and, uh, and put those positive thoughts in your mind. And tell us about your other business as well. Yep, so our social enterprise, Positively Empowered Kids, um, is just so exciting at the moment. 
Um, we actually started it last January, so January 2019, um, and the idea behind it was that we wanted to run a festival for children, um, an event that would empower families um, where there'd be lots of free workshops and activities and giving children access to all the different things that they could do um, and things that were out there to help with their well-being. Um, we had open mic stages, oh, just, it, it was just an incredible day. Um, we held that in Nottingham, which is where I now live, um, and it was a great success. And the plan was that we would then run another one this year. Um, we also realised the value in the community of the people around us and the collaborative approach was something that was really important to us. And um, all of the different stallholders um, just loved the event and the fact that we were all actually coming together for the same mission. And so we actually created network groups. Um, so we now run um, positively empowered kids network groups for anyone that works with children or parents wellbeing. Um, we have one in Nottingham, one in Kent, one in Cambridgeshire and one in Essex now. So it is growing and we're hoping to have them all over the country and then for events to be attached to those. Um, what we did with COVID, obviously being outside of um, you know not being able to have the actual festival um, we became a social enterprise in December and what it's meant is that Covid has really focused us and kind of taken us off in a slightly different direction um, so we've been um, giving lots of free content on our main page on Facebook um, we've had lots of exciting days we've had superhero days we've had our online festival and all of those videos are still there for everybody to, for parents for children to access and get involved with um, and most excitingly is we have just recently launched our family empowerment hub. So we now have an online resource that you can access through our website. And all you need to do is sign up onto it. It's completely free and you have access to lots and lots of videos from experts that work with children. So if there's something that you're worried about, you can go on there. You can find a video that will give you practical advice and techniques to use there and then. And that is just going to grow and grow. We are constantly looking for more people to, you know, contribute videos. We've got phase two launching um, towards the end of September. So we've got lots of things going on. We've got talks nationally so um, and internationally even about growing the network. So that's very so great exciting. knowing that even in this uncertain time, you still have so much positive come out, um, you know, and the business is growing response is great what do you think there has been the main concern i guess that you come across that perhaps people are um you know struggling with kids and and, and parents i suppose as well i think you could probably i mean there's lots of different things that you know that are coming to me and when i do my creative workshops through positive pants generally parents are contacting me just because they're worried about the impact because we know that you know with children sometimes they can seem like they're absolutely fine but often it is that they just can't verbalize it properly so they might start misbehaving for example um, or they might become a little bit withdrawn um, and you know sometimes you know covid is sort of being sort of classed as a trauma um, and often traumas don't come out straight away um, you know we could be kind of going on for five years and the effects still kind of hitting us of actually what's gone on over this period of time 
And I think if I was to kind of generalize the general feeling, it, it's just the uncertainty. It's, you know, it, it's never been something anyone's experienced before. Um, even with the school dates coming out, you know, people are aware that that might change and would we go back into lockdown again? I think the uncertainty is what's hitting everybody the most and whether that's parents or children. Um, and I think there's a lot of sort of mental health issues going on behind closed doors as well. So there's a lot that unfortunately we're not hearing about and people don't always feel comfortable to talk about. Um, and that's why the hub, that is why the hub is so wonderful um, because it means that people can access support without having to tell people that they're struggling. So for us, it's just about getting it out there to as many people as possible, working with schools, um, you know, with parents, with GPs, um, everyone possible to kind of show that this resource is there to help. Absolutely. And it would help so many, like you say, people can just come to it when they're, you know, when they're ready. Um, but yeah. what would we, what would you do as a, a one thing, sort of a first thing in the morning? What would be one thing that you would do to, to set that positivity for the day? Maybe something that you do with your little ones as well. Yeah, and um, funny enough, at the moment, we have been talking a lot about affirmations and how we want to feel about our back to school experience. Um, and when we go to school, how we want to feel. So I've done lots of different visualizations with them all. And we've done lots of creative work with them um, to identify which one is specific for them. Um, for me, it's about trying to remember that. Um, so, you know, kind of creating lots of artwork, lots of posters for yourself about all the positive things. Um, one of the things I've been doing with children at the moment is getting them to replay in their mind as if they're kind of watching a cinema screen or a TV programme. Get them to replay a moment at school that they've had in the past that they felt, you know, really awesome that made them feel really positive, really proud, brave, recognised, whatever it might be. Um, you know, picture that in as much detail as you can and really think about the feelings that that gave you at that time to know that there were some really positive experiences connected with school and that you're going to have many more of those again. And then what we do is we get them to draw something that represents that. So they draw their TV screen on a sheet of paper or their stage or whatever it is, and they put their affirmation across the top. And that just helps to, to reinforce it and just start to change some of the pathways in their brain to, to just uh, become a little bit more positive about it rather than the first thing they're doing is seeing the negatives. Yes, and I, I, I suppose that's the thing because they slowly forget that the school is actually fun. Do you remember how much fun you had before all this uncertainty and, yeah. you know, sort of the negativity was put on us over the past few months, yeah. you know? I think it's really yeah. important to remember that as adults, how are you feeling about the idea of going back to an office every day, nine till five, you know, if that's your situation or whatever your situation is? Um, because I know if I was in that environment that I used to be in, I'd probably be thinking, oh, my gosh, I've had all this time off. I've got used to not getting, you know, worrying about what I look like first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. these children are feeling that amplified and they don't know how to express it. You know, again, we forget as adults, we have so many channels to talk about it because mm -hmm. we, you know, we're on Facebook seeing reassurance. Everyone else is feeling like it. We're messaging our friends. We're videoing calling. Our children don't have access to all of that. 
so they they've just got it in their own heads and you know i know with my daughter she's nine and she's spent a little bit of time with friends lately but they don't talk about what's going on they just talk no, about the no. latest video game you know it doesn't occur to my daughter to say to her friend you know how are you feeling about going back to school so mm. it is important that we have those conversations with them and we we acknowledge that this is a big change for them but reframe it and just make it positive definitely we need a bit of that don't we, we definitely do and claire tell us where we can find all the information the harbor uh, and all the information about your businesses please yeah so there's a bit of information um so positive pants um it mainly find me on facebook and that's positive pants family so that's the best place to go to find me there um, positively empowered kids it's www.positivelyempoweredkids.co.uk that's where you can sign into the hub and obviously all the social media links are there but we do have a youtube channel we have a podcast um, and our facebook page is peck p-e-k families and you can you can follow us there and uh, lots of as I say lots of free resources on both of those pages for you um, a fantastic back to school course that I'm running as positive pants at the moment um, the children this week it's been a five day challenge but it is open for the next month so if you're interested in watching those videos back and being part of that you can contact me as well at positive pants family and that's wonderful so let's put on those positive pants I say <laughs> I, I love it as a metaphor. I love that set. I, it's yeah, so good. <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Right, it's time for another short break. We have another guest to come, Lauren Malone. And we'll be talking about getting rid of our limiting beliefs. But for now, let's have a short musical break with Beth Lees and post Festival Blues. Enjoy. I'm sitting on the coffee table, cup of tea upon my knee. You're singing me those silly songs. It's a life of luxury. The smell coming from the kitchen, how it makes my stomach smile. It's the Little things in life that get us by mile after mile And the people who will meet well, they'll say Gotta come back now on another day But we don't need much, darling, just me and you We got each other on these post-festival blues Sunshine's through my window, wants me to greet the beautiful day I won't fight it, I know my head I'll say okay Cause when I feel like this, it's gonna take an awful lot To turn my smile down, I think you'd have to steal my blood And the people who will me bow, they'll say Gotta come back now on another day But we don't need much, darling, just me and you We got each other on these post-festival blues Now, darling, you're not the who feels this way Lots of us get kind of blue by the end of the day But take a look around you darling Life's pretty sweet Got a bed beneath your head and socks up on your feet And the people who will meet well They'll say Gotta come back now on another day But we don't need much darling Just me and you We got each other on these 
Welcome back, and it's time for yet another exciting guest. And our second guest is Lauren Malone. She is a mindset transformation coach. But what do you do when you start to set up your own business and you discover that you are expecting a baby? And we also talk about getting rid of our limiting beliefs. So, Lauren, welcome to the show. And Lauren, I would love to hear more about your story because I think it's absolutely incredible what you've done. Um, so tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Hi, Anne. So thank you. Thank you so much for welcoming me. It's great to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm Lauren and I am a deep mindset transformation coach. And my story um, to do with mindset transformation started in January last year, in 2019, when I um, started training in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I was doing that because, you know, I'd worked as a coach and a trainer for a really long time, and I was ready to sort of get some qualifications around what I was doing. And I had this vague idea that, you know, wouldn't it be nice to start a business and, um, the, you know, possibly someone else is the kind of person to do that maybe I'm not really good enough to do that and I had these limiting beliefs I actually was like you know that kind of success that's for other women and other people and you know but I wasn't too upset about it it wasn't you know bringing me down it was just sort of that's where I was and I went uh, in January 2019 I went um away for seven days for intensive training in NLP and a process called timeline therapy which is all about removing limiting beliefs and releasing negative emotions and after that week I, I came back that week and I, I said to my, my husband I was like I'm starting my business I'm starting my business this year um, of course I can do it, of course I am good enough. And because I'd made those shifts myself, I'd gone through my own mindset transformation. And I was like, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna help other people transform their mindsets, get rid of their limiting beliefs so they can go on and do whatever they wanna do. And you know, really, really excited. So I started making a few plans and I thought, well, I'm in, a, I'm in a 12 month contract at the moment, which finishes in the September. Um, so that gives me loads of time. I can start designing a website and getting a Facebook page and getting a logo and all those really exciting things that happen at the beginning of starting a business. And, you know, off I went. And then two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. And we were trying. It was really exciting. Very, very, very pleased. And I, you know, looked at the dates and I thought, oh, my, my baby's due at the end of October. And my contract finishes in September. Not, not quite ideal starting a business a month before I give birth or even getting another job. <laughs> you know, if that contract was going to continue, I was like, well, you know, heavily pregnant, will it? And all of these kind of things went through my mind. And I just went, do you know what? Could I do it now? Am I crazy for even considering that? So I jumped on Google and I typed in starting a business when pregnant. 
And the answer was, yeah, you are absolutely crazy. Do not do that. It is a terrible, terrible idea. So um, instead of going, okay, <laughs> and thinking of something else, I said, hey, why are you telling me what to do? And uh, I quit my job and um, started my own limited company as a mindset coach. And I decided at that moment that I was going to write a book. Uh, about the experience I was going to be the expecting entrepreneur and when people who are in my situation because you know I'm not so unique that I'm alone that people would google starting a business when pregnant and they would get my book as a sort of beacon of you absolutely can do this if it's what you want to do and I thought you know we'll put that in front of any of the negativity that um, was out there um, I decided if I'm going to write the book, I kind of need two things. I need the baby and I need um, a successful business. Um, baby was happening. Successful business had just started. And so off I went. And, you know, I worked with different coaches. I worked really, really hard developing my business um, to the point where I had such a successful um August and September um, in my first year that I was able to take all of October and November off uh, to have my baby. Started writing the book in January this year yeah. and it's uh, now very nearly ready and it will be published the Friday before my son's first birthday, oh, uh, which is Friday the 16th. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my story. <laughs> Uh, that seems that it's gone so so well for you and I know you mentioned this book so expecting expecting, expecting entrepreneur let's talk a little bit about about the book because I think um, like you say it could help so many because I'm sure you're not alone out there and I mean obviously my daughter was nine now so I was in a similar situation yeah. and you said something before where you think you can't do it but why can't you, you know, there's so many of us that think we've got these limitations, but yeah. do we, you know, why can't you do it? Um, who says you can't, you know? Yeah, this is all about the work I do. So, you know, I was telling myself, no one else was telling me, but I'd created a limiting belief in my unconscious mind that said I wasn't good enough to do you know, run a business. And I had to unbelieve that, like relearn the truth because beliefs we all have them we all have beliefs um, about the world around us about other people and about ourselves but it's the ones that are limiting that hold us back that they're not facts they're not they're not the truth unless you allow them to be the truth so that's where I work with people to remove those limiting beliefs and it just means that all the doors open up for you the clarity of the possibilities because if you think about it success there's no limit there's there's no sort of end point it's absolutely infinite it's in complete abundance success so there is just as much success for me as there is for you and for all of your listeners and everybody out there um, and we should just be able to go out there and get as much of it as we want absolutely and why shouldn't we and i think as mums we have so many limiting beliefs what do you think is the most common one for mums so um obviously now you know when i started i had that sort of limiting belief that i went through and then becoming a mum there was the whole mum guilt 
side of things. And yeah, I've worked a lot on the negative emotions and how I process them and work with them. So um, for me, mum guilt wasn't as um, difficult as it as I know it is for some other mums out there. And it's you know it's about remembering it comes from a really positive place of love which is really, really important in, in dealing with that. But I'd say that was the, probably one of the biggest ones when it comes to um, being a mum is the belief of maybe I'm not doing a good enough job. Um, we compare ourselves to other women. But there's also this idea of, you know, I have to put this other person before me. So it can sometimes manifest in a, that I'm unimportant which is just not the case at all. But is there some, something that can help us move in the right direction to kind of get over this mum guilt and kind of set us on the, on, on the better path, I suppose? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that the best tip I could share with you is offer yourself some self-compassion. So when you hear that little voice in your head, that inner critic who um, is telling you that you're not doing a good job and you should have done something differently and the lady down the road is doing it so much better than you, just ask yourself the question, what would a really good friend say to me right now? And that friend would probably say, you are amazing. You are doing a bloody brilliant job. And you should be so proud of yourself and it's hard work and you're still doing amazing and you're still giving all this love to this human being or this uh, multiple human beings if that's your situation and that's really awesome and that's the voice to listen to and it takes practice and you know i still have to say oh my god i'm feeling a bit what would my good friend say oh well actually if i listen to her i feel better because we are all doing our best. Isn't it amazing that we can say that to other mummy friends that we have? We can quite easily say it to them, but when it comes to us, oh no. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's all about else. offering yeah. the compassion that you would offer another mum or a friend in that situation. Turn it on yourself and offer that compassion back to yourself. Yeah, wise words. I, I learn loads and loads from every interview. <laughs> so I'm, I'm mentally making notes here. But oh, awesome. going back to your book, Lauren, mm. what is the most important message do you think that is in your book? So the main message that I really want to get across is that whatever you want to do as a woman, as a mother, as a businesswoman, whatever, it is your decision and you can do whatever you want to do and just because society thinks that when we become a mum we should be spending x amount of time doing this and we should not be caring about our careers in the same way just because there may be those other beliefs of you know the world around us we don't have to follow those that you know it's not a new story when you have a baby it's a new chapter in your book with new characters introduced which is really awesome but it's still your story and you're still a lead in your book love that and with the right support i tell you what you can accomplish anything can't you absolutely yeah absolutely and there is support out there you know 
I didn't think there was when I started, um, but now I've explored even more. There, there really is um, much more support. There's coaches who specialise in working with new mums. Um, I know some really amazing coaches who work with new mums. Um, there's people like me who have been through the process and you know work as a coach so i can help you know with that kind of situation and you know i've also got a community on facebook the expecting entrepreneur community which is just a really awesome space for mums at any point in that journey to just get together and share and talk about what they're going through and that really quite unique experience you already have mentioned that the book is out in october but let's share with everyone if we can if you know where the book can be found um, and if you've got a website or anything like that, Lauren, as well. So let's yeah, share absolutely. those. So it'll be on all major online um, retailers. The Expecting Entrepreneurs will be available on Amazon, Borders, all you know, major online retailers. It'll also be available um, via me directly. Um, and you can find me um, via my business page, which is Lemon Tree coaching and development and the website is lemontreecd.co.uk thank you so much for telling us um a little bit more about you and about the book and i can't wait actually to see it so uh thank you for sharing all that information with us Lauren. thank you thank you for having me it's been great thank you lauren so much for sharing your story i loved it i love all of my interviews so exciting and so inspiring now, are you all ready for the next chapter from Marie Rowe from Coventry to Hollywood? I hope so, because it's coming up straight after this. Have you discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums, nans, aunties and their girls. Find out more on all the W's, sophiaandi.co.uk forward slash Sophia Style Magazine. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. You don't have to cry There'll come a time 
Keep Life Stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe. I'd been at the Fifth General Hospital for close to six months and in that time I had experienced more of life than I ever could have imagined. It's ironic that I left England to kill a year before going to university but little did I know what would be in store for me in that year and how it would influence the rest of my life. Even though I'd beaten all the odds by being accepted at university to study theatre in education, I now realised that I didn't want to follow that path. Instead, I wanted to be a social worker. I'd become so entangled in the lives of the GIs and was very passionate about trying to help them. Of course, even though I was always optimistic that I would be able to make a difference, it was often a losing battle. But that didn't stop me from caring and treating these young men with the compassion and respect they deserved. With the murder of Billy Sutton, a sweet, tortured soul, I was beginning to see yet more of the insidious effects of the Vietnam War up close and personal. <laughs> I thought back to when I was at home in Coventry and my mother's comments as news reports of the war came on TV. She'd say, oh, turn that off. I'm sick of hearing about the Vietnam War. It pains me to know that many people outside of America, myself included, had no interest and really no idea what that war was about, apart from something to do with fighting communism. We weren't invested in the lives of American soldiers or the plight of the South Vietnamese, for that matter. It was all a long way off and no business of ours. Years later, when I was working on Good Morning Vietnam, I was privileged to meet and become friends with several remarkable Vietnamese survivors of the war and learned more about their traumatic experiences. For now, I was fully invested in the lives of these young Americans, although beginning to feel slightly overwhelmed with their problems and emotional demands. It really all came to a head when Dave was implicated in Sutton's murder and I was also suspected of being involved. I won't bore you with the details of meeting with military officials, 
which actually is all a little blurry because it was so chaotic. But that was normal for the US Army at that time. The good news was that Dave couldn't be held because he had an alibi. At the time of the killing, he'd been with me. He was devastated that his friend had been killed and had no doubt that Carter was the shooter. But it wasn't a cut and dry case. With all this drama and confusion, I was beginning to realize that I needed to move on. It was almost an uncontrollable inner urge pushing me forward. I'd been thinking of spending some time in Greece and then going on to Israel to work on a kibbutz before returning to England. I'd written to my friend Chris in Coventry to see if she would be interested in traveling to Greece, and she was. I gave a two-week notice to Major Cardell and told everyone else that I would be leaving and going to Greece. Dave was disappointed because he was hoping I would move back with him to Indiana eventually. As much as I cared about him, it was my intuition that told me that it wasn't meant to be. I wanted to keep going and discover more about life and about me. I suppose you could say that I was in the process of finding myself, although that certainly didn't occur to me on a conscious level. I only know that I was compelled to continue my journey without any thought of what might be ahead. But I was excited about the possibilities. Yes, of course, um, I had responsibilities. For instance, I needed to inform the university that I would not be taking the position there in September. And my divorce papers had to be signed. Then I was required to give a statement, possibly a deposition, regarding Sutton's murder and would need to return to Stuttgart at some point. My friends from the lab arranged a going-away party for me in the theme of a Hawaiian luau. <laughs> it was held on the lawn outside the civilian living quarters and seemed to go on for days. Don roasted a pig and pretty much took care of all the Hawaiian-themed cuisine. Some of the guys dressed up in grass skirts and lays around their necks, and there were silly games and lots of crazy dancing, including the limbo. <laughs> One of the GIs, Charlie Nix, who was a terrific guitarist and singer, played Hawaiian songs on the guitar. And naturally, there was plenty of alcohol and hash on hand. Interesting that it was a Hawaiian theme, considering I was going to Greece. But it was a great send-off. And I was so grateful to have all of the people there that I had come to love and appreciate. I would miss all of these wonderful yanks, even the dysfunctional ones. I visited Miss Walter and said goodbye with the promise that I would stay in touch. I was blessed to have met this wonderful lady whose letters over the course of the following 10 years contained great words of comfort and inspiration during challenging times. I then dropped by the Rob Roy pub to see Eddie, a barman there. 
We'd become friendly when I'd first arrived in Stuttgart and he'd shown me around the city and taken me out for dinner a few times. A Palestinian Arab, he was studying hotel management and had been in Europe for two years. <laughs> he had a great sense of humour and made me laugh a lot. When I told him that I wanted to work on a kibbutz in Israel, he talked me out of it. He said, they will work you very hard there. He said that I should go and stay with his family in Acre, where they had a nice house and I could stay in his room there. We had a photo taken together and he made a couple of copies. One he sent to his parents and he wrote a message on the back of the other one in Arabic to the effect that I was a friend of his and to give me any help I might need. He told me that he'd been a big football star in Acre and everyone knew him. Just show the photo and no problem. <laughs> it wasn't quite as easy as that, which you'll discover as my story continues. But first to Greece. There was a Greek civilian working in the lab, Kostos, a man in his 40s. I didn't know him very well, but when he found out I was going to his homeland, he wanted to know the details. I was heading for Athens by train, meeting my friend Chris in the hostel there, and really was not sure where next. He didn't offer me any ideas. He just asked if I could take a package to Athens for him. My sister had a baby. I want to send her some baby clothes. He told me that when I arrived at the train station, I should call a number and someone would meet me and collect the package from me. He gave me the telephone number and necessary drachma to make the call. It was drachma then, not euros yet. The package was square-shaped and wrapped in brown paper. It wouldn't quite fit into my backpack, but since I'd accumulated more stuff while I was in Stuttgart, I had to buy a bag, so I was able to squeeze the package in that. Sitting on the train, where I would spend the next two and a half days, even though I reflected on my past experiences, I was also enthusiastic about my unknown future. Next time, curious custom guards. And what was really in the package? Incredible life stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe. Thank you, Marie, so much. And I hope you all enjoyed another chapter and we will have more to come from Coventry to Hollywood story next Friday, as always. I want to thank my guests, Claire and Lauren. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and spending some time with me. And all of this will be added to our podcast. So all of our previous wonderful shows will be on our podcast. So check out anchor.fm forward slash Sophia Style Radio and tune in 
absolutely any time you would like and have a listen to any shows at your own convenience. We have a new show every Monday at 10 a.m. hosted by the beautiful Rachel CK and it's a show about natural solutions. So tune in for that and we have amazing guests lined up from next week. I had a great time here with you. I hope you did too. I'll be here again next Friday. Have a great afternoon. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 